Hello and welcome to this Legal Sustainability Alliance outside broadcast recording. Today Amanda is at the Skip Garden in Granary Square talking to Paul Crilly, the Managing Director of Cleaning and Support Services Company NJC about sustainability in the workplace. So I'm joined today by Paul Crilly, as a Managing Director of NJC. NJC stands for? Not Just Cleaning. Well, that's a hint in the name. So you've obviously been in the cleaning industry for a while, and you're working with a lot of companies, lots of different buildings around the country. Have you noticed any changes as a result of the way people are now working around things like agile working and co-working spaces? Yeah, I think there's been a real drive um, because of a change in the property market itself for certainly agile working, um, co-location is a big factor now. There's always a disruptor that causes that and the WeWork enterprise has certainly caused some disruption. My own view is that some of the things that people are doing now should be done anyway and we as a provider need to react to that changing marketplace. What, what kind of things, Paul, would you say? Well, so um, very simple things that, that play to um, very simple themes in that if you put a lot of different organisations in one space, both the benefits but the challenges go up as well. Um, the sense of service has to improve, but also the essence of service. So is it safe? Is it harm-free? Is it sustainable? Um, okay. It allows us to focus across a number of organisations in a single location. And do you find that people behave differently when they're s- small tenants in a large co-working space? Are they more responsible or less responsible about their waste and, and how they treat the environment they're in? I, I think it, it would be rash to, to have a general rule of thumb. I think there are organisation types that tend to focus heavily on the responsibilities. Uh, I think there are other organisations that perhaps pay lip service to it. Uh, and you can tell probably tell those organisations by the behaviours of the individuals within them. Um, traders have got a notorious reputation of their behaviours you know, we can't, we can't get them to put the right things in their bins and we definitely can't stop them putting the wrong things in them as well so um, that is a challenge for us. Uh, slightly wider bigger challenges around our workforce as the product to the customer increases in complexity we are asking ever more of a community that it's quite important that we support ourselves so that's the people who work for you yeah. at NJC? I mean, NJC, because of our family heritage, it is not just cleaning, and they are not just cleaners. And never more important has the full form of our name been apt now. And what we must do is find a way. And NJC are very strong supporters of the uh, Living Wage Foundation. Yeah. We've got a very high proportion of our workforce under that uh, umbrella. Um, But now, certainly in London, that marketplace is a significant marketplace and no longer, we've gone back to the traditional challenges that we face with our workforce around benefits and how we support our workforce on a wider basis. And that's about making sure we employ people from the communities in which we operate, make sure we give something back to those communities, which is super important to our workforce as well. And we'll try and do as much as possible, both direct and indirect support to those communities. That's interesting you say that because there's been a shift generally in employment around moving away just from pure health and safety to much more around well-being and people's wellness at work. And is that something that affects you as a, both a provider of services, services but also the types of organisations you work with? Are they more demanding as a result of that? Um, I think 
by nature they're more demanding. Whether they're more demanding as an organisation, again, falls into different categories. Those who have very positive and proactive wellbeing programmes tend to be quite switched on to um, what the risks and the opportunities are in that respect. But wellbeing for ourselves, whilst we simply have to be mindful, mindful of the wellbeing of our customers, the wellbeing of our employees is number one in our list. We are, we're not only a harm-free business, but we want to ensure that our, our colleagues are thriving. Um, we're in Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, the ONS has published stats that we lose 87,000 FTE days a year to mental health issues and one of the greatest sources of stress is long working patterns and yep. our organisation certainly works very very hard um, to control that whilst accepting that for colleagues who we restrict their working hours with NJC we may well go off and work with another employer to yep. fulfil their earning yep. ambitions and we can only really achieve what we need to achieve in collaboration and it's through alliances like yourself and others that we very keen to get the message out that it's only by operating on a collaborative basis will we truly achieve the well-being standards that for our workforce that, that we're looking for. Absolutely, and I'm assuming that some of the services you're providing are making sure when you say a harm-free environment, environment, that's about no pollutants and having environmentally friendly cleaning products and other sources and managing waste properly. Is it are those the sorts of things you mean by harm-free? Yeah, from everything there, um, simply from the appearance of our staff to make sure that they're equipped with the right uh, workwear, through to the equipment they use. Waste now is a highly mechanised service, so simply from the safe use of that equipment, right up to ensuring that we're not contaminating the waste streams by inappropriate product selection and use. Um, the industry is moving away from dilution, but there's still the risk that we could contaminate water streams or other waste sources so we work extremely hard uh, on that ourselves but perhaps changing the behaviours of the customer community will deliver the greatest benefit and I see that being a product of certainly data management and we ourselves, we're an unusual business I'm sure you're expecting someone like me to say that but we analyse a lot of waste data so that we can give our customers some data to allow some behavioural re-engineering in their work and their colleagues to make sure that their waste ambitions are satisfied. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And it's setting a challenge for the people that we work with as providers of services as well, isn't it? It isn't just about all the emphasis being on you as the company. It's encouraging your customers to behave more responsibly. And it goes back to your question around what, what does the customer communities look like? Well, there are they, they sort of split into two categories. Those that are fully prepared to work collaboratively, collaboratively and fund the initiatives that we need to undertake mm. and those expect of us and for a low margin industry um, some of those cannot be achieved in isolation from our customer base and, and, and sometimes the differential there is stark. Yeah absolutely it's all about collaboration and what better place to discuss that than in the Skip Garden which is a collaborative community project where they reuse just about everything you can imagine including the building behind you which is made of old window frames from across the city so thanks Paul very much for your time it's been great to chat to you it's a pleasure